0: The late 80s. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Pat Trek. My continuing mission, to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television. And to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before. (laughs)
1: Hello and welcome to Pet Trek. This is the show where my friend Pat O'Rourke introduces me, Patrick Winiger, to Star Trek: The Next Generation, a show that I have never seen, and I have seen a ton of times.
0: And Patrick, it's so good to see you. Did you have a good uh, Christmas and holiday?
1: Yeah, I didn't go anywhere. No, you just stayed here. I stayed here. Uh, Leslie was working. In, so uh, I see. Yeah. Well, you got to absorb all that
0: sun and. Fun that Chicago yeah. has to offer. In the I'm, winter. I'm
1: on vitamin D supplements because <laughs> I got a physical a uh, couple months ago. My doctor was just like, "Do you ever get out in the sun?" I was like, "It's winter in Chicago, so nope." <laughs> they're like, "You are like dangerously low on vitamin D." Oh man, yeah, I got to take like four pills a day now.
0: Holy cow! Yeah. Well, speaking of vitamin D deficiencies, uh huh. I have a fun fact. Oh, okay. And this is a comment on their makeup, but this oh. is the first appearance of their Cardassians. I was wondering how you're
1: going to tie that in.
0: Oh, yeah, because they look super weird.
1: Oh, yeah. They look different after this. They're they actually they got to go pale. through, like, a full day of makeup. Oh, yeah. That's got to be nuts. It looks
0: like someone took a piece of gum and stuck it to their foreheads.
1: Yeah, they got these little spoon things on their <laughs> forehead. It is like a sp-
0: You know they used a spoon to make that in Oh, yeah, done. for yeah. sure. It's their first appearance.
1: They are a big deal in Deep Space Nine, and we'll see. Yeah, them again. I know. I know that. Um, but I found a headline for Patrick's log. This came out January twenty eighth, nineteen ninety one, and it's very interesting that this whole thing is about uh, war and how people react to war. Mm. Because this headline is "Socket to him." Saddam Hussein bashing is an instant trend As Americans find humorous ways to fight back Shirley, no, Shirley Jones Sorry, her name is spelled weird A Littleton, Colorado grandmother Felt like sticking it to Saddam Hussein So she sat at her singer sewing machine And stitched up a a Hussein doll Pricked it with pins And decided to call her creation Beast of Baghdad You do voodoo doll this week, $20,000, pins not included, will be available for $10 in gift stores across the United States. Like, this whole article is about people selling... Do- voodoo dolls voodoo of dolls Saddam Voodoo dolls of Saddam Hussein. <laughs> I didn't realize that was a trend. I guess. It is weird how, like, <laughs> we make... Because like, that happened with uh, Osama bin Laden, too. Right. I remember that. Like, people were making urinal cakes and stuff. Uh-huh. I, Chia pets. I, I was probably too young to remember anything about the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, that's kind of odd. Super weird. Weird way to uh, react to a thing that causes people to die. <laughs> yeah. But, well, there yeah. you go. Should we get into the we episode? We should. The Wounded. I uh, loved it. And this is... Uh, some heavy
0: stuff for us Some heavy morning. stuff.
1: Again, this is all about, like, how people react to war and like and when war ends and when it ends and what do they do Mm -hmm. uh i really liked it not to spoil you know the review but i thought this was a great episode yeah a big miles o'brien episode i love miles o'brien yeah give me
0: that coal yeah
1: um so it starts out enterprise is doing like surveys near the border with the Cardassians, who we have not seen yet Mm -hmm. or even i think heard of
0: I don't think so, which is kind of weird because they say a year ago a war ended. Yeah, they say there was
1: a massive war. But we were
0: part of this story a year ago. Yeah,
1: we've seen, like, they were never mentioned. Mm-hmm. It has never happened, but they were like, yeah, just for the purposes of this episode, we were at war. And <laughs> now we're not. Yeah. So there's a very tenuous peace. Mm-hmm. And we're just doing some surveying kind of on the border. Maybe they're still kind of, you know, poking around just to make sure nothing's weird. Apparently. Like, Picard has been here before, because he mentions to Troy, he was like, yeah, the last time I was here as captain of the Stargazer, and we were being pursued by uh, Cardassian ships. He was, like, trying to talk to them, he lowered his shields as a sign of goodwill, and they attacked him, and he had to flee. And Troy is saying something like, oh, I can't imagine you fleeing. Like in the last episode, yeah, they had to run away from Rob. They have to run away from s- shit all the time.
0: <laughs> they weren't fleeing, though. They were respectfully, yeah, uh, exiting the situation.
1: Yeah, big difference, Patrick. And Worf is just like, yeah, I hate the Kardashians. They have no honor, and they're and Troy's like, well, we're allies now, which I thought was weird. A weird way to put it. I thought they were just at peace. I don't yeah, think, that they I think were they're allied. at peace.
0: Well, yeah. It's strange with them because they're not really developed yet at all. Yeah. And so they're a little bit of a poor man's Romulan.
1: Yeah. Aren't they
0: in this episode? Well, they,
1: they, throughout the episode, they talk about how their ship's capabilities are not as good. Yeah. Like, so it seems like the Federation had the upper hand in whatever right. conflict this was. Yeah, except they were more aggressive or right. something. But Worf hates them. Of and, course. And Troy's like it's <laughs> everything he doesn't know. Troy's like, "Well, you know, we're at peace, so you got to trust him." He's like, "Trust is earned." Mm-hmm. Ah, not given. Yeah. But Picard is like, "Look, let's just do our mission and get the hell out of here cuz I don't want anything to boil over with the uh with the Cardassians. Like, we're at peace. Let's keep it that way." Uh, the next scene, we see Miles O'Brien and Keiko, and remember <laughs> that they are married now. They are. Uh, they just got married in the last episode, and they're eating, like... It's like mashed, mashed potatoes food? with ocean food it, on it. Yeah, it's like sea berries, which I don't know what that is. She was like, yeah, it's a kelp cake or something. And he's like, I'm willing to try it, but how about this? Uh, look, you've introduced me to a lot of great food. He's very diplomatic about how much yes. he hates this shit. Yeah. He's like, I don't really eat this for breakfast. It's not what I grew up eating, but I'm glad that you're introducing me to it. How about I introduce you to some of the food I grew up with? And he lists, like, all this Irish stuff, you know, like, lamb chops and mashed potatoes. And all really this heavy food. Very heavy food. Corned like, beef. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you eat corned beef for breakfast? He's like, yeah, it's great. And I would if it was socially appropriate. Yeah, I love corned beef. Mm. Uh, she's like, I don't know about that. It seems kind of heavy. And he's like, my mom loved to cook. And she's like, your mom cooked? She didn't just use the replicator? And he's like, yeah. He, you know, she would make food for us, and she felt the replicator stuff was not nutritious. I, and she loved it. And I'm going to make stuff for you. Of course I'm going to use the replicator, though. Uh, I'm not going to cook. Like right. it's apparently really <laughs> it's, weird for people to cook in this society. I they guess. brought that
0: up back in that Riker episode in season right.
1: one when he made scrambled eggs and called them omelets. Yeah. And Keiko is really put off by the fact that she touched raw meat. So mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting because they don't people don't eat meat anymore. Mm-mm. They don't have to. No. The meat doesn't actually come from animals. It's yeah. synthesized. So I'm I'm wondering if that is seen as like kind of messed up, you know. Yeah. If if you is like kill an animal, you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, you just you get your meat from the replicator. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it does seem barbaric when you think about because, it. Because well, that's how uh, Riker reacted to it when mm-hmm. they had those people on board that were like, "We need freshly killed animals," and Riker's like, "Well, we don't do that anymore, <laughs> <laughs> you crazy people." <laughs> yeah, but we'll do it for you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, they didn't really get into that, but that's just what I was thinking of. Anyway, all of this is broken up because there's some kind of alarm system going off. There's a Cardassian ship that is chasing the Enterprise and shooting at it. And it is no match for the Enterprise. They just immediately disable the ship. Oh, yeah. It just stops. They're like, well, uh, I guess we better contact them. And it was only phaser battle as well. I know, they didn't shoot any torpedoes or Mm -hmm. anything. And they were clearly not trying to blow it up. They were Mm -hmm. just trying to stop it. This guy comes up on the ship uh view screen gulma set yes he's the the captain
0: same guy who plays Gull Ducat and several other uh aliens throughout Star Trek oh same actor his huh. name's Mark Alamo Mark Alien Mark it starts with an A. It's probably not Alamo. Did you say his name was Mark Alamo? <laughs> it's something like that. Alright. He's a great actor I'm <laughs> sorry I'm forgetting your last
1: name yeah. right now Mark. Great job Mark Alamo <laughs> Again I'm close. It's weird that uh the thing that you're supposed to remember, you have completely forgotten his name. Just use that as, like... <laughs> well, yeah, I remember the Alamo. Right, that's so it, So I'll just though.
0: put that in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah, Golmaset uh, comes up on the view screen, and Picard's like, uh, so what's going on, buddy? Uh, you attacked us. I thought we were at peace. And he's like, is it not normal to attack someone that you're at war with? And he's like... We're not at war. What? We're not at war? We just signed a peace treaty. He's like, well, maybe you should uh, tell that to whoever blew up a Cardassian science uh, station. Oh, I didn't know about that. Uh, so this is all news to everyone on the Enterprise. How come John Luke
0: Picard wasn't reading the wires?
1: I guess you know? I guess he wasn't. Like This is totally news to him. He's like, tell you what, I need to talk to my superiors about this because I don't know anything about it. But you need to give me one hour. Because the only other option is we're going to go back to shooting at each other. And we will blow you up. Like, yeah, we'll win. We will win. Golmisset knows this. So mm-hmm. he's like, okay, I'll give you one hour. Get to the bottom of this, and then we'll go back to shooting, I guess. Also, he's got a weird helmet on. He has a weird helmet on. Can we
0: talk about this helmet for a second?
1: Yeah, it's like a uh, 1960s uh, punter's helmet.
0: <laughs> That's what that I was thinking. One too. Bar.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's more like.
0: Uh... The early football leather helmets too, yeah. but you've ju- it's just missing big sections from it.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't understand what the practical use of this thing is. No, it just looks like I. it just gets in the way. But yeah, I'm and sure, then they ditch it halfway through the episode. Yeah, episodes. I'm sure they have their reasons for wearing whatever this is. <laughs> it's high fashion. Yeah, it just looks cool. Yeah, except their does, uniforms look super weird too. is, is that not what they wear? No, the rest not of at all. Well, they're wearing like black leather armor bra- or something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Picard reaches out to an admiral, and Admiral Hayden, and he's like, yeah, that actually did happen. They are right. They're not making that up. It was the USS Phoenix. Um, yeah, this guy, Benjamin Maxwell. Who, who Picard, I
0: swear we've met before. Yeah,
1: Picard knows him. Yeah, Apparently, this is a guy that people know. And Picard's like, I have no idea why he did that, but I'm sure he had a good reason. Like, he's a good guy. I know him. Mm-hmm. I can vouch for him. And the Admiral's like, well, we don't know, because he blew it up and then ran on silent. No one can find him or contact him. We have no idea why he did it. You need to find it, though, because the peace has to be preserved. So you're going to take some Cardassians on your vessel, and you will work on this together. Yeah. At all costs, you have to preserve the peace treaty, because I'm going to level with you. The Federation can't handle another war. And so... Stakes are already set; they're pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Federation is never prepared for war. Well, they just got blown up by the Borg. Like that's true. You know, I after that battle, like I doubt that they can. You know, after those two little ships went down. Well, and also with the, you know they got this thing with the Romulans. Like, yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. He's like, we don't need this other. The Ferengi headache. are right. looming. We don't need this headache. Yeah, <laughs> the Ferengi, the big, <laughs> the big dangerous Ferengi. Oh yeah. Um, so Picard's like, okay, we'll bring the Cardassians over, and let's just keep watch. Keep an eye on them. We'll have guards at all these important areas of the ship, make sure they're not gonna go through our shit, but we're gonna maintain the peace. So, uh, he's, like, asking around, he's like, do we know anybody that served with Captain Maxwell? maybe they can give us some insight into where he is and why he did it. And it turns out, uh, Miles O'Brien was... Maxwell's tactical officer, aboard the Rutledge, which was his previous ship. And that was during the war. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, uh, we should probably pick his brain about this. So in the transporter room, Miles O'Brien is there. And Riker and Troy and these three Cardassians board. Miles is looking at him kind of weird. Like, something is off between how he reacts to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he like, went to
0: war with them. He
1: went to war with them, and he's like kind of got this thousand-yard stare. Mm-hmm. Troy l- looks at him as yeah. she's leaving. Another example of an episode Troy should have had a much bigger yeah, role Yeah, like in. This, Miles has PTSD. Oh, totally. Yeah, like that's what's going on here. Well, it was as,
0: only a few years ago he would have been fighting them.
1: Yeah. Yep. But uh, the, they bring the Cardassians into the ship, so they have this meeting with these officers. And Jordy's telling them about all the stuff the ship can do. uh, And they can't find anything uh, for for the Phoenix. Like, they have no idea where this thing is. And the Cardassians are not happy. They're Mm -hmm. like, look, you have this awesome ship. It can do all this stuff. Our ships can't. And you can't find them. But I'll tell you what, we have a bunch of ships in this sector we could be able to intercept him if you just, like, give us the yeah. chance to do it. Tell us where he's at. Tell us where he's at. and We'll shoot him down. Yeah, give us transponder codes, and we'll, we'll take him out. Uh, Riker's like, look, I understand your frustration here, but you have to let us find him and do our job. Like, the Federation wants to be the people in control of finding this guy, basically. Uh, so that's where the conflict is um, with Golmaset and his people. Picard kind of defuses all this uh, situation, because it's, it's starting to get tense, and Picard's like, look, we're telling you everything that we know, we're not hiding anything, and I will personally tell you everything that we get as it comes in. And it seems to work, like, people kind of settle down, and they head over to O'Brien to, to, like, figure out what happened. So Picard's talking to O'Brien, is like, hey, you know this Maxwell guy? What's his deal? And apparently there is this raid on a planet, Setlik 3, where Maxwell's family, I don't know if they lived there or if they were stationed. I think they were stationed there. The Cardassians just attacked it. It was not a military post, Mm -hmm. and it was a slaughter. Yeah, killed everybody. Killed everybody. And he was like, yeah, that probably colors his relationship with the (laughs) Cardassians. Just a little bit. As it would. Right. You know. But Maxwell was a great officer. Like, he's everything that Starfleet would want in a captain. So, I don't know. Uh, said is like, well, obviously, he's taking out vengeance. Like, he's, you know, he's just finding, he's trying to do to us what we did to him. That's clearly what's happening here. And O'Brien's like, no, he would never. He's much too stable for that. Yes, he's totally normal. Totally plate. cool. Yeah, don't worry, guys. Even though we just have evidence that, you know, <laughs> he's blowing up science stations. This is a
0: big misunderstanding. I it's know. Fine.
1: Uh, but now they're starting to get uh, the location of the Phoenix. So Worf is like, "Hey, uh, I think we found coordinates." So they go up to the, everyone goes up to the bridge, and O'Brien is left in the turbo lift with these two Cardassian dudes. Ugh. Awkward scene. Yeah, they're. <laughs> And so much side st- eye. They stand in the elevator weird, like they stand in the elevator facing each other.
0: Yeah, that's horrible That's horrible yeah, elevator that? etiquette. Ele- I- <laughs> Did they not have turbo lifts? I guess not. On Cardassian
1: ships, but you don't face each other. It's funny because like one of the Cardassians is trying to make small talk, and he's just like, "Your transporter is is pretty cool. We don't <laughs> have transporters like that." <laughs> Could you? Do you want to talk about that? And O'Brien's like, "I can't divulge information about the ship, but if my captain." Wants me to. Yes, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you all about it. And he's like, hey, we're going to 10 forward if you want to get some drinks. Hey, yeah, want to get a beer? And O'Brien is like, all right, look, buddy. He gets in cap- his grill, he gets, too. gets like, all in his face. He's like, if my captain tells me to give you information about the transporters, I will. I, I will do whatever I'm ordered to do. What I do on my free time is mine, and I'm not going to hang out with you. And he's like storms out. <laughs> Way to Bye-bye. preserve the peace. God Miles? Yeah. That could have started a war. I know. Uh, back on the bridge, they have found the Phoenix. So, like They had this whole map, basically. <laughs> it's an old video game it's map. like looks like an old video game. It's a little mm-hmm. blue dot, mm-hmm. and they have these little red dots. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's him. We can uh, intercept him. It's going to take a little bit. And Golmaset is like, hey, you know... If you have the transponder codes, you know, we'd be able to send our ships to intercept, you know, because we're closer. How about you just give us transponder codes for the USS Phoenix? And and I'm assuming that that would mean that they could probably crack transponder codes for other. He's basically like asking for this Rosetta Stone. Right. And Picard is like, nope, not going to do that. (laughs) We're going to handle it. Just trust us to handle it. Uh, but this is going to come up later, you know, obviously. Oh, yeah. So.
0: Well, and they do, the Cardassians the do a great job of like being impossible to read. Oh, yeah. They're so. They're totally different from. Yeah. They're like, so like stoic or something. They have a
1: very flat affect. Yeah. So it's hard to figure out. Like, is this guy bullshitting me? Like, I can't tell. Yeah, you can't but the read. Card at doesn't want to take the risk. He's mm-hmm. like, we have to be the ones that find him and handle the situation because he doesn't want to be responsible for like leaking information. Mm-mm. But on the other hand, he does have to deal with these people. Yeah. Like they do have a peace treaty, and that is that is job number one. Well, they got is, a rogue ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Keiko and Miles O'Brien are trying out that new food thing. It's like an egg dish. Yeah, it's like some casserole. Yeah, it looked like eggs and capers. I don't know what it is. And Keiko's like, yeah, I don't know if, if I like this, but she is trying it out. <laughs> this isn't for me, but I'll go for it. And uh, O'Brien's humming this tune. And Ugh. Keiko's like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's this, uh, this song, The Minstrel Boy. It's and from like 1798 yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. People in Star Trek love Old timey shit, apparently.
0: Because you know, as we talked about before, my brother was in the army, and my dad is in the navy. Yeah. Um, Well, my brother went to West Point. Anyway, uh, they have all sorts of songs, but they're like modern songs that they sing to each other, and so they'll like they're you're kind of like making fun of the navy a little bit, or you're making fun of the army a little bit. But they're very much like probably came within the past decade. Yeah. And then from a decade from now, they're going to have songs that they're singing to each other that are different from these ones. Yeah. But cut to. Uh, 500 years in the future.
1: <laughs> right. Well, it's like... You go back in time. Well, I had wasn't there the one future. where Picard was acting weird, and he was, like, making everyone sing some, ro- uh, like, British Navy song from, yeah. like, 1750? And Something everyone about-
0: knew the words. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Who are these people? They're well-read. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, the Minstrel Boy. And, and as you said, yeah, it is from 1798. It's from the Irish Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And... It's like this old Irish war song. He's like, Maxwell loved it. And you can kind of see that, like, Miles O'Brien is not really over the war. No way. Yeah. He's like, you know, there's a lot of people that still don't like the Cardassians. And Keiko's like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, everyone was just at war. There's probably some tense feelings. And Miles O'Brien's like, no, not at all. I like them just fine. They're cool. They're cool now. We're not fighting. Uh, I don't, I don't have a problem. And Keiko's like, mm-hmm. I kind of think you might. (laughs) Like, you were just fighting these people.
0: Yeah. Now you're. this song is stuck in your
1: head? Right. Like, you can't just go cold turkey. (laughs) You're going to have to deal with your feelings.
0: Speaking of cold turkey, what is this I'm eating?
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) So the phoenix, they find, is chasing a Cardassian supply ship. And Data's at the helm. And people are like, hey, what's that red dot? And Data's like, oh, that's a Cardassian supply ship. Gulma said is like, "How did you know that? Like it's just a bunch of codes so you can read the transponder codes and Picard's like, "Uh, oh, shit, data shut up dude <laughs> <laughs> So the Cardassians know now that the Federation is able to hack all their transponder codes and figure out what's going on yeah
0: and what ship is what ships are doing and, and their purpose out there.
1: Yeah, so the Phoenix is chasing down this uh, supply ship. It's probably going to blow it up mm-hmm. There are Cardassian vessels nearby because they like they zoom out on the map. There's like four attack ships, and Golma said, "Is like, look, we're not gonna get there in time in this ship. We have attack ships; they can intercept it. But you need to give us the transponder codes. Otherwise, you know, we, we not be able to find. We them. wouldn't be able to find them. Just just do it. Come on, man. Come on, dude. Just do it." So Picard relents and he's like, "All right, fine. Let's give them the codes." The attack ships go in to intercept, and just, like, immediately blown up. hmm Like, they're no match for this thing. I don't know why they thought that would work. Yeah, neither do I. Because, like, this entire time that they're on the vessel, they talk about, like, how much better the technology is on, on the Enterprise. This is apparently another, like, nice class of starship.
0: Yeah, did they say what class it was nebula i think ah yes the nebula class i have
1: no idea what that means but apparently it's really good
0: yeah i mean it's not as good as the enterprise right well nothing is but
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh well a romulan warbird
1: i guess so yeah that's right <laughs> but yeah uh they the phoenix fires torpedoes at it and blows it up a board cube that's better than the Enterprise. Right. <laughs> Plenty of things, dude. And then it blows up... You just talked about all the times the Enterprise had to run. Well, no, but it's the best... I'm saying it's the best ship in the Federation (laughs) Navy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, the Phoenix blows up the Cardassian ship and the Mm -hmm. supply ship just immediately, and they're like, uh, that was like 700 people. Yeah. Just died. Shit. (laughs) Like, it's kind of their fault. It is. Like, the Cardassians should not have done that. No, if it... (laughs) They've been at war. They should know how overpowered are. I know. Would have yeah. Been. So, yeah. This like seven hundred people died. I also love how they fought. Uh, they fought the Phoenix one at a time. Oh yeah, yeah. They did like the Ninja Turtle thing, <laughs> like one bad guy, yeah. at a time. Yeah. Terrible, terrible bad strategy. Yeah. That's probably why they lost the war. Right. <laughs> so, Golmaset is is mad understandably Mm -hmm. and Picard tries to sort uh, sort out what the deal is with Maxwell with O'Brien so O'Brien is like look I know I know Maxwell I know he wouldn't be doing this unless the Cardassians were up to something he's a good guy yeah he's not crazy right that's what he says he's like he's stable like he knows what he's doing uh I can't vouch for what he did I don't think it's good but he must know something
0: yeah there has to be there reason. has to
1: be something so you need to talk to this guy and like you know figure it out and picard's like we've been at war for a long time you have to train yourself to hate another like entire group of people because you have to kill them yeah and when someone's on the front line for a long time like that they probably can't let go of those feelings and yeah. maybe they they can't get used to not being at war so i think that might be what happened to maxwell this kind of like causes o'brien to think is like oh maybe that that's what happened to me yeah so maybe that's to, why i was such a jerk in the yeah. turbo lift so he goes to 10 forward and he sees uh, darrow who is the guy that he snapped at and he's like hey darrow i'm sorry uh do you want to get a get a drink uh i like he clearly just wants to talk to this guy and like explain why he acted why, uh, how he acted. And Darrow's like, yeah, sure. And they're just kind of like making small talk about like the different types of booze or whatever on their planets. And then O'Brien <laughs> just goes into like, oh, uh, here's why I have PTSD, by the way.
0: <laughs> Dude, for real, he just dumps all this stuff. I know. On him. He just like tells him the
1: worst thing that happened to him.
0: Yeah. He's like, he murdered a man. Also, one of
1: uh, a Cardassian.
0: I know. Like, he tells Our, him this vivid is- story of how he blows one up on well, maximum kill.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, it was, he was like, okay, so we we're on set, look, and the Cardassians came, and I was with people trying to get the women and children out. Because they were killing women and children. You dirtbag. Right.
0: <laughs> and, <laughs> like, how is this man supposed to respond and, to that? story? Well, Darrow
1: is like, yeah, that was a mistake. That never should have happened we thought it was uh, a military launching point and that they were about to attack. And it turns out we were wrong. It was just a civilian settlement.
0: Yet they attacked
1: anyway. Yeah. Well, when they got there, they just killed all the people there. (laughs) And it's like, well, you clearly knew by then it wasn't. Right. You should have gone home. Uh, But they didn't. And O'Brien's talking about how uh, these Cardassian soldiers broke in when he was was trying to protect these women and children. He stunned one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the other one was grappling with him, and he dropped his phaser. So this woman tossed it to him, and then he used it on the guy, assuming right. it was on stun. Right. But he was like, she set it to maximum kill. Yeah. I incinerated a man. I, he was like, I've I, never killed anything before. He was like, I never more. killed anything. I never wanted to. And then he's like, I don't hate you. I hate what you made me. Oof. It's like, oh, my God. Oof. Heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But weirdly enough, Daryl kind of gets it, Mm -hmm. or I assume he did. It's hard to read these people.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) That's true. Yeah.
0: No, he got it. Uh, I also love how Miles O'Brien said, can I have a beer with you? Right. Then proceeded to finish the beer he had in his hands and give the speech and never touched the second beer. He never touched the other one. Why did he order a second beer? He still had plenty of beer left in the first
1: one. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't
0: know. What a waste.
1: Yeah. Well, that's it's, it's the replicator. They can have as much beer <laughs> there's no as they money. want.
0: People are super super wasteful in a world where there's no yeah. money. Uh, at least bring the second beer with you. Yeah, I know, man. Have a walking around beer. You made that bartender pour it. Yeah. You should at least, you know, drink it.
1: Very rude,
0: Miles. <laughs> I know he was caught up in his own emotions. I was just watching that second beer thinking, is he ever going to touch that thing? I know, yeah.
1: People... I've noticed that people will just like leave drinks all the time here.
0: <laughs> Who's cleaning up after these? Yeah, I know. Who's, I,
1: I know. Someone's got to do that. <laughs> it was a,
0: a heartbreaking story. Though. It was. I don't yeah. want to take away from that and great performance. It was. It was. It was actually very good. Bad cup management. Yeah. That's all.
1: Uh, so in the next scene, it was the other Cardassian. You know, that was not not Darrow, but the other guy. Mm-hmm. He's being dragged up onto the under the bridge by Wharf. And he's like, this guy was sneaking around in our weapons system. This guy! Yeah. He was. And the Cardassian's like, no, I wasn't. I was rifling through some other shit. <laughs> he, he just admits. He was like, yeah, just going through the computers. I was in the wrong filing cabinet, I swear. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, their ship's so much cooler than ours. Come on. <laughs> and Golma said, he was like, what were you doing? He's like, you had no business doing that. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to your quarters, and you're going to stay there for the entire duration uh, of this mission. And I'm going to deal with you when we get back. And you know, the, the guy follows his orders, and then Golmaset goes to talk to Picard in the ready room, and he's like apologizing, uh, you know, he was like, "I assure you I'm going to punish this dude." And Picard's like, "I don't care. Do whatever you think is appropriate. I consider the matter closed." Yeah. And Golmaset notes how gracious he is. and he's like, "Look. I think that there's a lot of people, you know, like maybe this Maxwell guy who can't let go of war. And there's a lot of Cardassians like that too. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people. And I've come to realize that you are not one of those people either. So if we're going to have peace, it's going to rely on people like us. So we're going to have to work together, and I think we can do it. I just want to say that I appreciate, you know, that – you're able to put aside whatever feelings that you have and i'm going to do the same. so it was a nice like mutual respect yeah kind of thing. but it's interrupted because they were about to approach the phoenix. hell yeah. so about time. Mm-hmm. so they 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 come uh near and it's like the ship is it looks kind of like the enterprise but smaller i guess. yeah and it's the got a saucer a on the back. yeah. <laughs> it does have a little spoiler. Uh, the
0: saucer is more of
1: the ship right. too. yeah. uh so maxwell comes aboard. He seems like a happy, like gregarious guy. Yeah, he's, like saying hello to everybody he sees. Miles O'Brien, he's very happy to see him. Yeah,
0: he t- he compliments Riker on his performance with the Borg.
1: Right. He knows all these people. Mm-hmm. Does not seem like a mass murderer. No. Like does doesn't not seem act crazy like at all. Right. But he's got to go talk to Picard and like explain why he did what he did. And he doesn't deny doing it. No. He's just like, yeah, I killed all those people. Of course, we're at war. And Picard's like, no, we're not at war anymore. We have a peace treaty. Yeah. You shouldn't have done that. And he was like, listen, what they say is a science station. No way. No way. It's a military station. Yeah. He's like, why would it be there? They're not, it's not in a position to study anything, but it is at a jumping off point for three Federation planets. So I did what I had to do, and history's going to vindicate me. And uh, those supply ships. They're carrying weapons. Trust me. And Picard's like, I don't care. Where's the proof? Why yeah. didn't you file this uh, appropriately? Right. That He was like, you should have gone through the proper channels if you thought that this was a problem. Mm-hmm. He's like, what, wait like six months so the bureaucrats can can do stuff? He's like... You and me, we're the same, Picard. Like we served on the front line. He basically does like the few good men speech. Yeah, or just like, yeah. You ever served in a forward area? Yeah. You need me on that wall. <laughs> like, well, at one point in the
0: conversation, he insults Picard by going, "Uh, it's stuffy in here, like, like, a, like a bureaucrat's, bureaucrat's uh, office."
1: Yeah, and Picard's like, "Okay, I get that you hate bureaucrats, but yeah. we're trying to avoid. <laughs> point a, made. <laughs> we're trying to avoid a war, like." You can't just go around shooting things and you killed 700 people. Mm-hmm. Like, you you broke the law. So I tell you what's gonna happen. You're gonna go back to your ship and you're gonna follow me to this starbase where, like, you're gonna be put on trial. Or, I can put you in the brig and tow you there. Either way, you're, you're going. And Maxwell's like, alright, I'll, I'll go back to my ship. And... They think that they have the matter settled, basically. Like, they're going to head to the starbase and put him on trial, I guess. But what happens is they're heading off. Of course. Of course the Phoenix veers off course. Yeah. Why would you expect anything different to happen? He should have put him in the brig. Put him in the brig. He already broke the law. Yeah, he's already a war criminal. I know, so... Why give this man a second chance? uh, So, of course this happens. And Data's like, oh, uh... He's on course to attack another Cardassian ship because, of course, he is. And yeah, even Data goes, "Duh, Picard." I know we all saw this coming. Yeah, and they're like unable to overtake it for some reason. Like they can't catch up. It's moving. Yeah, Yeah. so Riker's like, "Hey, you know what, Miles O'Brien, served for this guy. We should probably have him on the bridge to like get a figure out, get inside Maxwell's head." Which is like, I know what's in his head. It's just like, kill, 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 basically. Like, he (laughs) just. I know. (laughs) So, when they get there, like, they bring Miles O'Brien up on the bridge and they eventually catch up to the Phoenix. There's this Cardassian supply ship uh, nearby, but the Phoenix has not attacked it yet. Mm -mm. It's like, the the sensors can't figure out, like, what the, the deal is with the ship yet. Like, it can't it's on some weird frequency. They had a lot of science talk that I didn't get. Yeah,
0: technobabble. Right.
1: But the point is they can't figure out, uh, they can't scan the ship. If you want to figure out if there's weapons on there, you would have to board it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's the situation. And Maxwell's like, look, Picard, I'm asking you, just please board that ship. I promise you, you will find weapons. But if if you don't, I'm just going to blow it up. Like, that's the situation here. Uh, Picard doesn't want to board it because that would, I think, be a breach of the peace treaty?
0: Yeah. Well, it would also show to the Cardassians that he, doesn't trust, that he doesn't, doesn't trust them. Yeah. So he's And Maxwell is still on the wrong here. Right. Or still in the wrong
1: here. Yeah.
0: There's nothing um, he can do but get Maxwell away from the situation. Well, Picard's
1: whole point this whole time has been... It may be, yeah, you might be right that they have weapons on there. Yeah, it may be that that science station was a military station. That wouldn't be good. That wouldn't be right for the Cardassians to do it. But you can't just blow it up, right? Because the whole point was we're trying to stop that, uh, that state of affairs with the Cardassians. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be constantly arming ourselves. Now, maybe we should be careful, but we can't be killing each other. Right. That's what we want to avoid. Mm -hmm. So that's why he's not going on the ship. Miles O'Brien has an idea where he's like, uh, I I think I can talk to him. Uh, The problem is that their shields are up, but their shields recycle every five and a half minutes. And in that space of time, there's like a millisecond where I could get in with a transporter and what a flaw i know that sounds like a, a huge problem yeah. like you could put a whole boarding party on the ship
0: yeah totally
1: yeah they should probably fix that
0: now the Cardassians know that too they're like yeah, oh. he said it in front of yeah, them they're like <laughs> taking notes like oh look at that oh, we okay. can just teleport over there keep
1: that in mind uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the heads up yeah and he just immediately does it because they're like oh you sure that'll work he's like yeah and the transportation officer yeah says, i got I, it i got Don't this <laughs> so we he immediately does it like we cut to uh the rutledge or not the rutledge the no, phoenix the phoenix yeah and Maxwell's in his office and Miles O'Brien just walks in and he's very surprised to see mm-hmm. him. He reaches like, for a phaser. Yeah. He's like, I have no idea how the hell you got in here, but I timed a huge weakness in your shield." Right. He's like, oh, yeah, there's just a massive weakness in your shield that uh, <laughs> Pretty much anybody can come on if they know how. Uh, and also I told the Cardassians about it by accident. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back anyway. To the <laughs> so. Maxwell is like, look. You need to go talk to Picard and get him to board this vessel. I I can't believe that another Federation officer is treating me this way. Mm-hmm. Like the Cardassians are the enemy. You don't understand. Like we're at war. And O'Brien's like, "No, we're not. There isn't a war anymore. You've got to put it aside." And Maxwell's like, "You you don't get it. These people, they live to make war." And O'Brien's like, "Isn't that what everyone that has ever gone to war says about the enemy, they think the same thing about us, and Maxwell's like, no, they're different. They, uh, they launch surprise attacks. Mm. You know, they destroy un, they destroy manned uh, posts and positions without any thought. And then O'Brien's like, yeah, that's what you just did. Mm. And then they start reminiscing about like this guy named Stompy that died on that raid that O'Brien was talking about. And then they start singing The Minstrel Boy. And Maxwell has kind of calmed down by this point. Uh, Well, singing
0: that song makes him realize where he is. Right. Yeah. The situation he's in.
1: Yeah. Uh, like He's like, I'm not going to win. There's no hope in doing this. I don't think that he fully believes that he's in the wrong. I don't think so. But he just knows that he is outgunned.
0: Yeah. He knows there's no good way out of this now. He also has a great terrible line where he goes, and they kill children. Right. Who never got a chance to grow up.
1: I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, his family was killed. I
0: know, but it's just like, yeah, that's
1: children. That's yep. Yep. That's what they do. <laughs> that's They're not grown up yet. Yep, they're children uh, by definition. So he goes back to the Enterprise and he's like confined uh there. And Maxwell is I guess going to go on some kind of military trial. And O'Brien's talking to uh, Picard about all this in the, in the observation lounge. And he's like, yeah, I know that what he did was wrong. I still think he's a good officer, though. Like, I served with him. I can't say that he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But what he did was horrible. And I'm going to be dealing with that. But, you know, with my feelings uh, regarding him and, and the war for a long time. It's basically Miles O'Brien is starting to, like, come to terms, I think, with uh, his trauma that he he faced. But Golmaset is also there, and he's, like, talking to Picard, and...
0: Picard is cold as hell. Picard is cold as hell, yeah. He's
1: awesome. Picard's like, I didn't say Maxwell was wrong about what he believed. I have no idea if he was, but I'm just, I'm going to keep it in consideration. What he did was wrong. But what he told me, I, I have no idea if, if, if that's true or not. Is it true? And the Cardassian's like, I promise you that it isn't. But if you thought it was, why don't you just board the vessel? And Picard's like, my mission was to protect the peace. And that's what I'm doing. But you need to take this message to your superiors. We're, we're protecting the peace, but we will be watching. And he just turns around in his chair. Hell yeah. (laughs) He doesn't
0: even say goodbye. He just spins the chair around. I know.
1: It's just like dismissed. (laughs) Mike dropped. Yeah. It was badass. It It was was pretty badass. Uh, But yeah, that was the the episode. Well, Patrick,
0: this is the part of the podcast where we like to rate what we just saw. If we thought it was amazing, must watch Star Trek, we set to kill. If it's pretty good, it comes up in the queue, you give it a watch, we set to stun. And if it's horrible, avoid at all costs, we leave it in the holster. So, Patrick, what'd you think?
1: Uh, grappling with a Cardassian sol- uh, soldier, and someone tosses me a phaser, and it sets a maximum kill. Maximum kill, and it incinerates the person in front of me. <laughs> and you're incinerating and this episode, and I'm just traumatized for it for years. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. <laughs> oh God, what have I done? <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was a great episode. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got space battles. Yeah, you know, you know I love those. Yep. Uh, but also, like, it deals with a serious issue that I have been saying for a long time. The Federation has a military. Starfleet is a military. You know, mm. they get there in battles. They're mm-hmm. in war. How do these people deal with it? Like, for the rest of their lives. You know, like, that that's heavy stuff. And uh, I think it's kind of interesting to have, and I know... That Roddenberry did not want like these gray areas and stuff, but I think it's interesting. You start to see people in the Federation act pretty shitty. Yeah, like <laughs> well, we're getting further and further away from Roddenberry. Yeah, like vision, one of them is, is nice. a war criminal. Mm-hmm. They're they're dealing with a war criminal, and uh, I don't know. I uh, the diplomacy was cool. Like a lot of there are a lot of uh, character growth, especially with O'Brien, um, and I like the introduction of the Cardassians this is an an alien race that like their interaction with the Federation is actually pretty interesting Mm -hmm. you know uh so yeah I liked it cool I agree with you double set to kill whoa
0: uh yeah I mean all the same reasons uh also Mark Alamo Mark
1: Alamo did a great job he's a good actor I love you're gonna remember
0: that name (laughs) Mark Alamo (laughs) No, he's very good. Uh, I The only thing that I have against it is how weird the Cardassians look, but I can get over it because it's their first appearance. Um, I do love them as a, as an alien species, and I love the direction they move in. And they actually start pretty firmly in uh, a cool space as well. You know they're not just a
1: alien of the week, which I think is great. Right. Oh, you know what? You're right. This guy's name is Mark Alamo. Is his last name Alamo? Mark Alamo? I don't know. It's A L A I M O. Oh, I was close. God, I thought you were making that up. No,
0: I knew it was something like or something. Oh, man. Alamo. Well, he kills it. Yeah. He's really, job. really good. Great He's, job, Mark Alamo. It. He's, uh, Galdicott is probably my favorite bad guy. Oh. I don't I know mean, who that is. Yeah. We got some time before you meet him. All right. But I'll say he's up there. He's high on my list of uh, of great Star Trek villains. Man. Yeah. He's like Khan.
1: Oh, yeah. That's a good villain. Yeah. <laughs> I know that guy.
0: All right. Patrick, is there anything you want to talk about before we get out of here?
1: Uh, no. Just uh, thank you to all of our listeners and double thank you to all of our patrons on Patreon. Thank you. What's yeah. Patreon? Uh, so that is where... All of the regular episodes and premium episodes of Pat Trek Live, uh, patreon.com slash Pat Trek. Uh, feel free to throw a couple bucks our way or not. Uh, most of these episodes are provided free. Yeah. Uh, and occasionally we will do a uh, original series episode. Yeah. So look one's out for dropping those. very soon. Very soon, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And you can follow me on Twitter at PatLikesToTweet to Tweet because Facebook is for noobs. Oh, Patrick Adventures. Oh, yeah. That's, that's another thing that's coming out. Yeah, it's going to start soon.
1: Yeah, we recorded, I think, the second episode, or not episode, but the second session right. uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got to tell you, I like how the story is going.
0: Oh, thank you yeah. so much. It's super fun. Thank you. Yeah, yeah uh, there's a lot of Star Trek stuff in there. I'm stealing from my favorite episodes yeah. and story arcs. <laughs> and then you guys are doing weird shit with it, which yeah. is perfect. Uh, so those will start I think uh, early February cool, and then they'll be every other week. I think I'll put the first episode or two on this feed mm-hmm. um, but then after that'll be on its own okay, just to make it easier right to keep them separated yeah, it's kind of its own thing yeah well, I don't know I've like some people aren't into RPG games, yeah, so I don't want to like fill this feed with it
1: right but it's super fun if you're into any kind of tabletop uh Or star trek stuff uh give it a listen
0: yeah it's my fanfic if you want to hear my it is basically
1: pat's fanfic uh, (laughs) we act out and screw up so (laughs) uh so check check out patrick adventures yeah let's see what's out there peaches hot sauce peaches